Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. Hi. Hello. I'm going to move my chair. I know. I'll move my toe. I know. I just crushed it. I'm so sorry. We're back after two weeks. Yeah. We're just so sick. What the hell even happened? Oh. Like flumageddon. Flumageddon. It started with your daughter. Yeah. Who's 13. Mm -hmm. And she was down and out for a week. And then I got like a little tickle in my throat. And I thought, no. Like, it's going to be fine. It's not. Yeah. That. And then, like, this is like a 10 to 14 day ordeal. Yeah, like, I'm on day, like, 10. And yeah. I still don't feel my best. Yeah. I think Olivia was first sick on January 17th. And today is February 8th. Yeah. And then your youngest, who's just 10, is, like, really going through it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to put a halls in my mouth so I don't cough. That's great. The entire episode. I love that for you, yeah. us and thanks. everybody listening. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for everyone's patience. Sorry about that two weeks unintentional hiatus. Yeah. But we're back. Episode 14, Red Tape. February 2nd, 1998. A mysterious personal ad in the school paper gets Matt more calls than he can handle. Whoa. Yeah. I always find... I wonder why they choose the... Because there's always so many different storylines in each episode, but like, why did they choose this one to feature in the plot summary? I don't know. It's Apple. Like, oh. I think the plot summaries on different things like IMDb or mm. maybe what was on the television back in 1998 was different. Is that an orange halls? Yeah. Can you smell it? Yeah. It smells so good. Oh, real good. Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode brought to you by halls, the orange ones. <laughs> and... The all the cold Tylenol cold you could imagine. We both lived on it. Yeah, in Advil. Not great. Okay, this episode starts off. They're in like a standard family restaurant. A standard family restaurant from 1998. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like what's that one? Cracker Barrel. It's Maybe. like very American. Even like an Applebee's probably back then. Maybe. Yeah. It reminded me of like in Canada, like a Swiss chalet. Oh, yeah. Or like, I don't know. Is Swiss chalet Canadian? 
Oh, probably not. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway. So, yeah. They're at a restaurant because they've got coops. Yeah. Somebody gave them coops. Like, the owner of the restaurant who volunteers at the food bank is kind of the yeah gist I got. And Eric's been doing a lot of work with the food bank. Mm-hmm. And the kids are bickering. What do you expect? They're, like, under-socialized church kids. Like... Yeah. I I think whenever you have that many kids, like five kids, taking them anywhere is a to-do. So you mm-hmm. take them nowhere or less places. So they don't have mm-hmm. that, they don't have that like experience. Yeah. Like even my two children, when they were younger at a restaurant, was so stressful. They're so great now. You can take... Excuse us. Okay, we're back. Okay. They have coupons to a restaurant. They have coupons to a restaurant and they don't read them first. And so they're all looking at the menu and they want surf and turf, but surf and turf's only on Fridays and this is Saturday, whatever. And um, this um, server, Harriet, who looks like she's overworked and doesn't have time for anybody's business shenanigans. Um, Everybody has like a substitution or, or a note. So like Mary, for example, wants... Mary wants fries and not mashed potatoes. And Eric will eat the mashed potatoes, but not the fries. She's like, no substitutions. And so then they're like, okay, can you put them just on separate plates? And then we'll just trade. And she's like, no, no changes, no substitutions. And then Um, she's like, there she's like, what coupon do you have? And it's for the blue plate special. And they were like, well, what's the blue plate plate special today? And it's liver and onions. Liver and onions. And so Annie says, I have not been to a restaurant in forever. We are going to enjoy this. We will have seven liver and onions, please. (laughs) That's pretty good. Liver and onions? No, I hate liver and onions. Like Annie putting putting her foot down. Yeah. Because, yeah, they were bickering so much, all the kids and... Like, I would have been like, well, what's the blue, blue plate special tomorrow or yeah. whatever and wait for it to be something that everyone's going to eat. Yeah, but then but she'd have didn't. to go home and eat so or cook. <laughs> um, But that really sparks like Annie's theme along the whole thing is that she doesn't realize, doesn't understand how her kids are so goddamn rude yeah so she has an announce a sassy announcement to make i wrote you wrote sassy announcement i know so in the morning gathers everyone together and says i have had enough of your rude tootie behavior Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna demand politeness yeah she wants she's gonna do a lesson in manners and everyone's got to start saying please and thank you yeah and then she turns to eric and says this is a situation I need your help getting these kids in line. And he goes, I can't. I have other priorities. I got to help at the food bank. Yeah. And Annie, you're the, you're the minister's wife. You're a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And she does say there was a, there's a little thing where she says, he says other priorities and she says more important priorities. And he's like, no other. Right. Like what's the difference? Yeah. Either way. Eric's not helping her again. He's the worst. Should we talk about Eddie Bowser? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Annie is going through the mail and finds a magazine for Eddie Bowser. 
and in it is a credit card registered to Happy, the dog. Like somebody had to have sent in something to get, like how do they, they didn't just guess the dog's name. No, and you need, like, in Canada, you need a social insurance number. You need an yeah. address, a name, a like, mm-hmm. a form of ID. Anyway, this credit card comes, and Annie laughs and says, well, dogs don't need credit cards. Throws it out. Mm-hmm. Then Simon, who's doing his chores later on, is taking the garbage out, and the bag rips, and lo and behold, Eddie Bowser magazine falls out. And he's like, well, what is this? A credit card? He's like, oh, credit card attached. And in true Simon fashion, he gets Ruthie involved and phones the phone number on the back and like, um, what do you, when you register it Activate. or activates it. And yeah. then they place an order for boots with express shipping. Ten, $10 extra for express shipping overnight. Yeah. So, but what I didn't understand about this is they like call, they place the order, they say yes to the express shipping, they hang up the phone. And then Simon's like, oh, man, we better cancel this so we don't get in trouble. Like, why did you place it then? Yeah. So they call back immediately. And this, like, the person on the other end of the phone at Eddie Bowser. Very sassy. She's, like, dressed like Pippi Longstocking. A little bit, yeah. I was going to say, like, um, uh, who's the orphan? The orphan? Who was on TV Punky Brewster. Oh, Punky Brewster. That's who maybe that's who I was of. thinking of. Actually, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like a very was Punky Brewster, an orphan. Yeah, that's why she lived with that man. I never have seen an episode of Punky Brewster except for the problematical ones that you've been showing me on TikTok. Right. Well, it was a very good show. For Should recap time. that. Yeah. <laughs> so he calls back and he's like, "Hi, I need to place an order," and she or place a, I need to cancel an order, and she's like, "Well, you don't sound 18," and he's like, "Well, I'm not." She's like, "Well, I can't talk to you then. You're not 18," and hangs up. So, like, he was allowed to place the order through the, whatever, like the automated, operator. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so then the boots show up the next day. Annie, like, Annie's so funny. She calls and she tries to cancel the card. And I guess it was, like, super difficult. She talks to the same punky Brewster kid. And then Ruthie and Simon get home from school. And she's got the boots on happy. Yeah. To, like parade her around <laughs> what a good dog yeah it was funny why are dogs and boots so funny oh, i don't know yeah so, yeah they're pretty funny but yeah when annie phones that punky brewster character she basically says like well we can't we can't cancel this card and return like you just throw it out and we don't use it but like ma'am that's not how credit cards work no and she kind of made it sound like well we can't cancel it because it's in happy's name and you're not happy like, yeah like happy doesn't have thumbs or yeah you know the ability to dial a phone so it's true anyway um okay do we want to talk about matt or clarence or lucy in the sweater let's talk about lucy in the sweater because we're kind of on this on this rant about annie annie and politeness so when they're at the restaurant Lucy is wearing Mary's sweater that she didn't ask if she could borrow and some bottle of like sauce explodes all over It's like it. brand new sweater. So Mary's pissed and she's like, Lucy, you got to wash that. Yeah. And she's like, what? Mom will wash it. And Annie's like, excuse me, ma'am. No, I won't. You wash it. Yeah. So. She's not being polite. Yeah. She throws it in the wash, does something, puts it in the dryer. And when Mary pulls it out of the dryer, it is 
five times smaller. Yeah, it would fit Ruthie. Yeah, super cute. <laughs> and she's like, well, I followed the instructions on the label. And so she tries to bring it back to the store. So sleepy. I know. I was trying not to yawn there. <laughs> so she brings it back to the store. Um, Lucy does and says, I don't have a receipt, I but it's from here. Could I get store, store credit or a refund or just exchange it for another sweater? Yeah. And the owner says, no way. No receipt, no returns, no nothing. Nothing. Get out of here. Can't get through that red tape. Scram. Oh, yeah. I never really put two and two together. I never think about the name the name of the episode they're like those... witty about the name yeah kind of. and or so named, or the the writers named all the episodes first and then they're like okay now we got to write episodes around these names and that's why the episodes are so wild and out of order and crazy i like that theory yeah so lucy goes back home and says mom i tried i was so polite i went to the store I, you know, all my please and thank yous. And she said, no. So Annie's like, okay, you watch the kids. I'm going to go to the store. I'll sort this out. So Annie is, you know, so friendly and polite and says, you know, I just want to exchange this or return it. And I just wrote Annie turns into a Karen at the store because the woman says like, no can do. Sorry. And, um, Annie takes the sweater, the tiny sweater, yeah. and turns to, like, the other patrons of the store who are looking at the sweater and being like, fine, you won't take it back? Look, everyone, look what happens <laughs> when you wash it properly and follow the instructions. This is what happens. And she's like, whatever happened to America and, and people customer were, service? Yeah, people being able to return things and on good faith and da-da-da-da-da. And shops standing up for their merchandise and... She does go Karen here, right? Uh, like, if if this had been today, she would have already been on TikTok and, like, roasted. Yeah, for sure. Her, she would have lost her job. Yeah. And then the As store- a stay-at-home mom. Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I started to cough as I laughed. Uh, uh, yeah. So then the shop owner kind of puts Annie in her place. So we did take a capture of this whole scene. And it will be on. it's going to be on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, it's a good one. The store owner just turns the tables and is like people are stealing and they're boot what's it called boosting boosting yeah, boosting didn't even exist um like our insurance went up our margins went up and like yeah. this that and the other i've thing. got kids at home to feed too and like everybody in the store is just like oh no like and then walks away uh, so then Annie goes up to the woman and they apologize and it's a big sorry fest and then Annie's gonna buy her a coffee now they're best friends. And she gets the refund for the sweater. Yeah, you're right. So all is good well in there. Annie's world. And so. Do you want to talk about Matt? Yeah. So as per the plot of this episode that we just read, Matt's number ends up in the like um, personal section Classifies. of the school newspaper. Like why? Why? A- yes. Why would a school newspaper have a personal section? That's very problematic. Yes. Focus on learning, kids. Yeah, not getting laid. Yeah. Gross. So Matt's number's in the newspaper, and it's under, like, the looking for love section. Yeah, and it says, like, looking for a lucky lady to spend my senior year with. And so we get, uh, when they're at the restaurant, somebody... One of the girls, like Lucy or Ruthie, or I mean Lucy or Mary, says something about, oh, 
Matt's just upset because Dina Nash won't talk to him or something like that. Oh, I didn't even clock that. Yeah. And then, so Matt's like the hottest, most popular guy at school, according to... Yeah, because he's 35. <laughs> yeah. And so he looks like one of the teachers. And so um, all these girls are like, we should have recorded the scene. We guess we still could. Where they're like creeping after him oh, always it's so it's gross. Like a weird music montage they're just like staring at him and like with like doe eyes and walking towards like zombies him. so the phone is ringing off the hook all the girls in the whole school are like holy cow matt camden's number yeah but it's a house phone so annie's answering it yeah. and just taking these names and phone numbers and matt think so matt finds out what's happened and he instantly blames lucy and mary yeah and so he's mad at them and they're like, we swear we didn't do this. So he goes and finds the kid who is uh, he's like editor? editor, something to do the president of the newspaper. <laughs> I think that's the editor. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I just feel I want to address this carefully because like I just think, call it gaydar, call it gut instinct, I just think this character is a very queer boy. Yeah, you're not wrong. But I posted it. So I already posted the video last night on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, this scene at the house with this character. And somebody's like, why would you say that he's queer? And I was like, well. Oh, did they call you out? I didn't yeah. know. Like, I don't want to get canceled over here. But this person is. You should be like, because I'm queer and I know. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that because <laughs> I'm queer and I know, Yeah, but it just says it's like his vernacular, his cadence, the way he's presented, the way his character is presented mm -hmm. is a very flamboyant. flamboyant, reminiscent of a very gay man. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's like stereotypical in this in the way that they would have done it in the 90s yes. which is like inappropriate really yeah so he's like listen man i'm i'm not going to tell you my sources i'm not going to tell you who did this and so sure enough it keeps going on and phone on phoning phoning and then this kid shows up at the house the editor they know i don't know if they ever say his name no i don't know but he is like hey okay and i Eddie, the editor. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> They're like, hey, uh, he's like, hey, yeah, so I, it was me. I did it. I just thought that if everybody saw the coolest kid in town putting an ad in, then more people would want to. Like, like, so the personal section of your school newspaper was slow? Like, yeah. It, like, as it should. Yeah. And so he's like, please don't be mad at me. And Matt's like, yeah, it's okay. Like, I forgive you. And then Lucy and Mary overhear this. And they're like, yeah, of course you do. Because guess who called him? Dina Nash. Yep. 
So pretty girl in school called Matt based on this ad. So all is well that ends well. Like, are we going to see Dina in any of these episodes? I hope so. Like the way that this show rolls, we'll never hear her name spoken again. That's true. <laughs> like um, we don't even know about the girl that um, Simon was dating. Oh yeah. What happened to that? I don't know. Forgot about that. Anyways. Yeah. <sighs> Eric. Oh, Eric. So Eric can't help Annie parent the children that he helped procreate because he's got to go help with the food bank. He's got reverend duties. He has other priorities. So he shows up at the food bank. And he's just like in his khakis and dress shirt, just like putting cans on the shelf. Yeah. Unpacking boxes. And this little kid shows up. He's probably 10-ish. Yeah. His name's Clarence. Clarence shows up and like there was twice in this episode where somebody says you have to stick your nose in other people's business to Eric. They know him well. So, so this kid shows up, he asks for beanie weenies, right? Yeah. And it does sound delicious if I'm being honest. It's like wheat canned wieners and beans. Yeah. That's exactly what well, they just couldn't say that. They had to like come right. up with the weenie name. beanies. Weenie beanies. Or beanie weenies. Beanie weenies. I wrote it down. Um, I don't see. Oh yeah. Beanie weenies. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> That's a funny. <coughs> yeah. I was trying to type too fast and weenies came out like that with okay. a Y. Yeah. Anyways. So then like this kid is 10 years old and he's sure he's coming to the food bank. Like anybody can access the food bank, Eric. That's why it's there. You should know that. Yeah. So then Eric goes up to the like, I don't know manager president of the food bank <laughs> editor and says like this kid over there like who's that kid why is he getting beanie weenies and the manager's like oh that's clarence he comes here every day to get beanie weenies. every day and eric's like well i'm gonna follow him to go get his story well he's like oh and he's like you know we don't we don't have to... the guy says like we don't have time to i don't know like know everybody's story or right. something and then he's like i'll finish what you're doing why don't you go follow him because i know that's what you're gonna do anyway yeah i yeah you're gonna like be nosy just, yeah you're a nosy guy and eric's like okay thanks because that is what he wants to do so he follows him we don't know how far but suddenly they're in the most 1998 bad area of town it's like the hood of Glen Oak. Yeah. I don't know. It, and it's like there's sirens and somebody uh, like hosing off the street. Like and... a, there's like an overflowing dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the creators, old white men were like, how do we make something look dangerous? We've never been in danger in our whole yeah. lives. So he follows him. <laughs> and like how creepy that this pastor is following a little boy. But yeah. he follows him into his apartment building and this man... There's like bouncers, these two men. Yeah, they look very scary. You like know, because like, they've got sunglasses on and black t-shirts. And I think a bandana, if I'm being honest. And they kind of cross their arms and block Eric from coming into the building. And Eric just holds up his Bible, his holy Bible. And the guy moves to the side and Eric kisses the Bible and says, thank you. They just let him through because he's a religious man. Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. So he goes, he finds where, which apartment is Clarence's. He knocks on the door and Clarence opens the door with the chain on. So 
he can like see who is but safe. Do people still have those? I guess in apartments, oh, yeah. maybe. And hotels, like hotels. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just not in our home. That'd be well, weird. way to give up our lack of security. <laughs> we have six dogs. Yeah, and cameras. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he's like, "Oh, like, are your are your mom and dad home?" And he's like, "I can't say." And he's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, because if I tell you they're not here." And you're going to know that I'm home alone and you're a stranger. Yeah. And if I tell you they are here, then I'm lying and I shouldn't lie. Like, he's a kid, Eric. Stranger danger. You shouldn't have followed him. Yeah. So Eric's like, you know what? I'm going to wait. So he sits down. Yeah, no, Clarence says. He's like, well, I just want to know if you need anything. And Clarence is like, well, it's pretty scary around here. Do you think you could just wait outside here until my mom gets home? It's like, no cell phone, no Candy Crush, no TikTok. Just his Bible. Just his Bible. And he just sits on the dirty floor in front of the door. And waits. And peers in and sees Clarence eating his beanie weenies. <laughs> so after some time, sure enough, Clarence's mom shows up. And guess who it is? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Harriet from the restaurant that would ref- refuse to do their substitutions. Yeah. And she starts hitting him with like a newspaper or something. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's okay. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just here. And so she like invites him in and she's so annoyed about it. Yeah. And, and she's like, oh, she, she, he was like, oh my gosh, you're from the, re- from the restaurant. And is it Harriet? Yeah. Harriet's like, oh yeah. Seven liver and onions. <laughs> Cause they don't know each other's names. It's funny. So yeah. Eric is basically like, why do you live this way? Like, <laughs> like, why are you poor? Why are you poor? Why do you have to live in the hood? And why is Clarence feeling unsafe in his home? Yeah. Like, and so she's okay. just like, you know what? Privilege. I'm tired. I'm just going to give you the short version. And she says, you know, I met this guy several years ago. He seemed really great. He was so great for me and Clarence. And then we did our taxes together and then he vanished. And the IRS was after him for all this money. And I didn't know that he was already married. Yeah. She said that they got married. Yes. And then, right. And then they did their taxes together or something. And right after they got married, he just, he was taking the taxes to the tax place. I don't know. Yes. H&R Block. And then um, he didn't return. He just took off on them. And so now the IRS is after the mom. Harriet. Harriet to pay back all of this debt. And Eric's like, okay, but he was married. Be- he was already married when you thought that you guys got married. So your married marriage isn't even legit. So you don't owe any of this money. And she's like, yeah, well, Mr. Smith down at the IRS, I keep trying to talk to him and I keep trying to tell him. And you can't book an appointment. You, can't, you can only yeah, phone him. You can't talk to him. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And so we had to move into this shady apartment building and I had to get a second job because I have to pay all of the ex's money yeah. back. And so he's like, can I have his card? Like, let me just phone and see if I can talk some sense into them. Like, Eric. So now you know about, he knows how to rehab people. Mm-hmm. He knows how to find missing people. Mm-hmm. He knows how to. He can arrange an adoption with an orphan. And reverse an adoption. <laughs> arrange an adoption and reverse an adoption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he does marriage counseling. Like, what doesn't he do? He's he finds homes and jobs for homeless families. Mm-hmm. He can get somebody who's been to jail a job. Yeah. He gets a pregnant mother into church. What can't he do? Nothing. Yeah. 
He's basically so, Jesus. Oh, gosh. Gross. <laughs> so he phones the IRS from his cellular telephone. Like, where did that come from? New tech. Well, who knows? Hello, IRS? Yeah. So he phones, but he phones while he's in the IRS office. Which is the busiest place. Like, picture, picture the stock markets. At the airport. Yes, it's busy. People <laughs> everywhere. Phones are ringing. The Papers works. flying. Everyone's like talking on the phone. Yeah. So he's going office to office. And as he's on the phone, he's like listening for the person on the other end of the phone in real like life, In the office. In the office. To try to figure out which office is Mr. Smith. So he finally gets it. And this Mr. Guy, Smith is his real name. Yeah. And he's like, listen, there's nothing I can do. He, She's paying it. And I did my job. And what do you want me He's to like, do? He's like, well, she shouldn't have agreed to pay. Like, oh, yeah, sir, okay, you sir. didn't listen to anything. Yeah. There's a power dynamic here. Also, he then explains that he's retiring in two weeks. So why does he care? Yeah. And Eric's like, well, you have two weeks to reverse this then because I'm not leaving until you sort this out. Mm-hmm. And this woman keeps walking past the office and like giving a look like, get this fool out of here. Yeah. I didn't understand that bit. Like, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. It's like almost like she was the boss and she was going to get this man in trouble if he corrected this error. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, uh, Mr. Smith is clutching his chest and screaming that he's having a heart attack. Like stereotypical TV heart attack. Yes. Like. And so Eric tries to phone 911 and it's busy. And they put him on hold. They put. Oh, yeah. They're like, can you please hold? <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. And he's like, yeah, I'll hold, but it's it's an emergency. But obviously, it's 911. Yeah. So then I guess they don't wait. They hang up and Eric just brings him to the hospital. And this is where I don't know how accurate this is for the states cuz like this is not an experience that Canadians have. Like I if you were having a heart attack and you went into an emergency room with no ID, no insurance cards like nothing they slap a jane doe on me and start working on me and start working on you to keep you alive work out the details later yeah they'll ask me my name if i survive right and so this nurse is like well i can't see him until he has insurance he needs his insurance card and i can't see get him like and, i won't touch him until i can see yeah insurance and eric's card. like well he left it at the office and he's having a heart attack and she's like well you're gonna have to take him to this other hospital then and like maybe this- it's a hospital you go to if you don't have insurance. Uh, yeah. Is there two separate? Uh, this is what I'm saying. I don't know. But I. So Eric goes all the way back to the IRS office, leaves the guy in the waiting room having a heart attack. Like, like, I don't know much about heart attacks, but I know one thing. They kill you. Most of the time. Yeah. And so like. Time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. You don't just get to, you don't get driven there in your personal vehicle with no, like, a, what are those called? EADs? AEDs? AEDs, yeah. Like, you, I mean, you don't just sit in a waiting room. Yeah, they, like, get you in. <clears throat> but I don't know. Like, if you're in the States and you're listening, is this accurate? Like, is this what happens? What happens if you're, like, life-threatening condition and you just go to any hospital? And, and you don't you have for- your ID with you. And you're like, do they just not treat you? That can't be right. 
So anyway, Eric shows up with his um, insurance card and grabs a doctor and is like, you need to look at this man. But this also doesn't happen. And I know this doesn't happen in American hospitals or Canadian hospitals. The doctor, first of all, doctors aren't walking through the waiting room. No, ever. Not one time. They would get jumped. Yeah. Everyone would be like, ah! I need a doctor. Which is exactly what Eric does. This doctor is just nonchalantly walking through the waiting room and he's like, doctor! I got his card and the nurse is waving it. Yeah. And he's like, he's having a heart attack. You have to look at him. It's been an hour. Yeah. Like Mr. Smith's dead. Yeah. Well, until we find out, Eric goes and and then, so they take him back and Eric finds the doctor and is like, I just want to know how Mr. Smith is doing. And this doctor, like, isn't this a violation of FOIP? Like you can't just. No, you can't just tell anyone. No, like they're, they're no relation and the doctor's like, well, actually, it just ends up that it's heartburn. And he just needs to, like, eat better and he'll be okay. And then Eric says, can you just maybe hold off and give him give me 15 minutes? Before you tell him. Before news. you tell him. And he's like, okay, because Eric wants him to believe that he's, he's having dying. a heart attack and dying. So Eric goes in and he's like, hey, man, like, how you doing? And he's like, I'm just like reevaluating my whole life. And I never got married. I never had kids. I never did anything. All I did was work. And what do I have to show for it? I'm going to die with a heart attack. And Eric's like, well, you know what you could do is make this better. And he's like, of course, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fix it all. And then out of nowhere, Harriet and Clarence show up at the hospital and are happy to see him. I just wrote, they show up at the hospital. No hard feelings? Dot, yeah. dot, dot. Like, like, I'd show up at the hospital and put a pillow over his face. You have had to, up, you've had to get a second job. Clarence is going to have trauma from this for the rest of his life. He has yeah. to live in an unsafe neighborhood. Eating like, beanies, weenies. You're lucky Clarence isn't in a gang. Yeah. With that other girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing Eric can do is get you out of a gang. Yeah. Gang <laughs> saving. Uh, so he's like, Sure. I've got two weeks. He's like, we're going to give you a full refund. Check will be in the mail this time next week. I only have heartburn. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, like the FOIP violations, the, I don't think that's how the IRS works. Maybe in 1998, but like, I'm trying to register my children for different schools currently than the current, the schools that they're currently in. And I looked at it today and I started to fill out the forms and it was like, are we allowed to release information to you because you're their stepmom? And are you allowed to release information to my mom as the, as a, like a secondary person who's not a guardian that can pick them up? And I had to check this box and I was like, yes. And then it was like, have you filled out the form and gone through it with the school and the p- children and the parents and the guardian? And, the, and I was like, no. So I unclicked that box. And then do you want what the last step is that I didn't do yet? Yeah. I have to, Hold, take a selfie holding my ID next to my face and send it in. Do we all have to do that? I hope so. I can use my Costco <laughs> face. That's wild. Yes. It's but safe. Like that's why you yeah, got to do it. I guess. So that pastors aren't just showing up <laughs> at your home, at your home and the hospital insisted on knowing your medical information <laughs> and why you're eating beanie weenies. Yeah. Stay out of my business. <laughs> so, I mean, all is good in the world because Annie fixed the sweater thing. Matt got Dina. What's her name's number? Nash. And 
I mean, yeah. and Clarence. Mary got no, a new sweater. Clarence no longer has to eat beanie mm-hmm. weenies. So. And Simon and Ruthie didn't get in trouble. And Happy got a new pair of boots. Yep. All's well that ends well. Okay. Oh, February 9th, 1998. That's today. Oh, that's so... Or no, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. That's so interesting. Yeah. We're almost caught up. Okay. The only thing keeping Mary from getting back on the court after her knee knee surgery is fear. What? Whoa. It's called homecoming. Yeah. Also, and like the teacher that tried to groom her, but... Yeah, there's a few things there, but we will see. So we're back on our feet. We are back on schedule we're just feeling a little tired next episode but, i might not cough at all whoa i know it's gonna be wild I'm gonna hashtag Lindsay's cough tracker <laughs> but thanks for following along and let us know what you thought of the episode hit yeah. us up on tiktok instagram all those places all those places all right all right have a good night bye bye Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.